are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. The great red spot of Jupiter was unbelievably reportedly lost from sight on several occasions between the year 1665 and the year 1708, before becoming quite conspicuous in the year 1878. It was recorded as fading again in 1883 and at the start of the 20th century. Both Giovanni Borelli and Cassini made careful tables of the motions of the Jovian moons, allowing predictions of the times when the moons would pass before or behind the planet. By the 1670s, it was observed that when Jupiter was on the opposite side of the sun from the Earth, these events would occur about 17 minutes later than expected. Olaf Romer deduced that sight is not instantaneous, a conclusion that Cassini had earlier rejected, and this timing discrepancy was used to estimate the speed of light. In 1892, E.E. E. Barnard observed a fifth satellite of Jupiter with a 36-inch or 900-millimeter refractor at Lick Observatory in California. The discovery of this relatively small object, a testament to his keen eyesight, quickly made him famous. The moon was later named Almathea. It was the last planetary moon to be discovered directly by visual observation. An additional eight satellites were subsequently discovered before the flyby of the Voyager 1 probe in 1979. 
1932, Rupert Wilt identified absorption bands of ammonia and methane in the spectra of Jupiter. Three long-lived anticyclonic features termed white ovals were observed in 1938. For several decades, they remained as separate features in the atmosphere, sometimes approaching each other, but never merging. Finally, two of the ovals merged in 1998, then absorbed the third one in 2000, becoming oval BA. In 1955, Bernard Burke and Kenneth Franklin detected bursts of radio signals coming from Jupiter at 22.2 megahertz. The period of the bursts matched the rotation of the planet, and they were also able to use this information to refine the rotation rate. Radio bursts from Jupiter were found to come from in two forms. Long bursts, also known as L-bursts, lasting up to several seconds, and short bursts, or S-bursts, that had a duration of less than a hundredth of a second. Scientists discovered there were three forms of radio signals transmitted from Jupiter. Decametric radio bursts, with wavelengths of 10 meters, vary with the rotation of Jupiter and are influenced by interaction with Io with Jupiter's magnetic field. Decametric radio emissions with wavelengths measured in centimeters was first observed by Frank Drake and Hien Harvardum in 1959. The origin of this signal was from a torus-shaped belt around Jupiter's equator. This signal is caused by a cyclotron radiation from electrons that are accelerated in Jupiter's magnetic field. Thermal radiation is produced by heat in the atmosphere of Jupiter. The exploration of Jupiter has been conducted via close observations by automatic spacecraft. It began with the arrival of Pioneer 10 into the Jovian system in 1973, and as of 2008, has continued with seven farther spacecraft missions. All of these missions were undertaken by NASA, and all save one have been flybys that take detailed observations without the probe lantering, landing or entering orbit. These probes make Jupiter the most visited of the solar system's outer planets, as all missions to the outer planets must fly by Jupiter to increase the speed of the probe without needing an excessive amount of fuel that will be both expensive and weigh it down. Plans for more missions to the Jovian system are under development, none of which are scheduled to arrive at the planet before the year 2016. 
sending a spacecraft to Jupiter entails many technical difficulties, especially due to the probe's large fuel requirements and the effect of the planet's harsh radiation environment. The first spacecraft to visit Jupiter was Pioneer 10 in 1973, followed a few months later by Pioneer 11. Aside from taking the first close-up pictures of the planet, the probes discovered its magnetosphere and its largely fluid interior. The Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 probes visited the planet in 1979 and studied its moon and the ring system, discovering the volcanic activity of Io and the presence of water ice on the surface of Europa. Ulysses further studied Jupiter's magnetosphere in 1992 and then again in the year 2000. The Cassini probe approached the planet in 2000 and took a very detailed images of its atmosphere. The New Horizons spacecraft passed by Jupiter in 2007 and made improved measurements of it and its satellite's parameters. The Galileo spacecraft is the only one to have actually entered an orbit around Jupiter, arriving in 1995 and studying the planet until 2003. During this period, Galileo gathered a large amount of information about the Jovian system, making close approaches to all of the four giant Galilean moons and finding evidence for thin atmospheres on three of them, as well as the possibility of liquid water beneath their surfaces. It also discovered a magnetic field around Ganymede. As it approached Jupiter, it also witnessed the impact of comet Shoemaker-Levy 9. In December 1995, it sent an atmospheric probe into the Jovian atmosphere, so far the only craft to do so. Future probes planned by NASA include the Juno spacecraft, which launched in 2011, which will enter a polar orbit around Jupiter to determine whether it is, possesses a rocky core and the Europa-Jupiter system mission, due to launch sometime around the year 2020, which will engage in an extended study of the planet's moon system, particularly Europa and Ganymede, and settle the long-running scientific debate over whether an ocean of liquid water exists under Europa's icy surface. Some NASA administrators have even speculated as to the possibility of a manned exploration of Jupiter. But such missions are not considered feasible with current technology. Flights from the Earth to other planets in the solar system have a high energy cost. 
it requires almost the same amount of energy for a spacecraft to reach Jupiter from the Earth's orbit as it does to lift it into orbit in the first place. In astrodynamics, this energy expenditure is defined by the net change in the spacecraft's velocity, or delta V. The energy needed to reach Jupiter from an Earth orbit requires a delta V of about 9 kilometers per second, compared with the 9 to 9.5 kilometers per second to reach low Earth orbit from the ground. However, gravity assists through planetary flybys, such as Earth or Venus, can be used to reduce the energetic requirement or fuel at launch, albeit at the cost of a significantly longer flight duration to reach the target such as Jupiter when compared to the direct trajectory. Ion thrusters capable of a delta V of more than 10 kilometers per second were used on the Dawn spacecraft. This is more than enough delta V to do a Jupiter flyby mission from a solar orbit of the same radius as the Earth's orbit without gravity assist. The major problem in sending space probes to Jupiter is that the planet has no solid surface on which to land as there is a smooth transition between the planet's atmosphere and its fluid interior. Any probes descending the atmosphere are eventually crushed by the immense pressures within Jupiter. Another major issue is the amount of radiation to which a space probe is subjected due to the harsh charged particle environment around Jupiter. For example, when Pioneer 11 made its closest approach to the planet, the level of radiation was 10 times more powerful than Pioneer's designers had predicted leading to fears that the probe would not survive. However, with a few minor glitches, the probe managed to pass through the radiation belts. It did, however, lose most of the images of the moon Io, as the radiation had caused Pioneer's imaging photopolometer to receive a number of false commands. The subsequent and four far more technically advanced Voyager spacecraft had to be redesigned to cope with the massive radiation levels. Over the eight years, the Galileo spacecraft orbited the planet. The probe's radiation dose far exceeded its design specifications, and its systems failed on several occasions. The spacecraft's gyroscopes often exhibited increased errors, and electrical arcs sometimes occurred between its rotating and non-rotating parts, causing it to enter safe mode, which led to the total loss of data from the 16th 
18th, and 33rd orbits. The radiation also caused phase shifts in Galileo's ultra-stable quartz oscillator. The first spacecraft to explore Jupiter was Pioneer 10, which flew by the planet in December 1973, followed by Pioneer 11, 12 months later. Pioneer 10 obtained the first close-up images of Jupiter and its Galilean moons. The spacecraft studied the planet's atmosphere, detected its magnetic field, observed its radiation belts, and determined that Jupiter is mainly fluid. Pioneer 11 made its closest approach with some 34,000 kilometers of Jupiter cloud tops on December 4, 1974. It obtained dramatic images of the Great Red Spot, made the first observation of Jupiter's immense polar regions, and determined the mass of Jupiter's moon Callisto. The information gathered by these two spacecrafts helped astronomers and engineers improve the design of future probes to cope more effectively with the environment around the giant planet. Voyager 1 began photographing Jupiter in January 1979 and made its closest approach on March 5, 1979 at a distance of 349,000 kilometers from Jupiter's center. This cloche approach allowed for greater image resolution, though the flyby's short duration meant that most observations of Jupiter's moons, rings, magnetic field, and radiation environment were made in the 48-hour period bracketing the approach. Even though Voyager 1 continued photographing the planet until April, it was soon followed by Voyager 2, which made its closest approach on July 9, 1979, 576,000 kilometers away from the planet's cloud tops. The probe discovered Jupiter's ring, observed intricate vortices in its atmosphere, observed active volcanoes on Io, a process analogous to plate tectonics on Ganymede, and numerous craters on Callisto. The Voyager mission vastly improved our understanding of Galilean moons and also discovered Jupiter's rings. They also took the first close-up image of the planet's atmosphere, revealing the Great Red Spot as a complex storm moving in a counterclockwise direction. An array of other smaller storms and eddies were found throughout the banded clouds. 
two new small satellites, Adrastea and Metis, were discovered orbiting just outside the ring, making them the first of Jupiter's moons to be identified by a spacecraft. A third new satellite, Thebe, was discovered between the orbits of Almathea and Io. The discovery of volcanic activity on the moon Io was the greatest unexpected finding of the mission, as it was the first time an active volcano was observed on a celestial body other than the Earth. Together, the voyagers recorded the eruption of nine volcanoes on Io, as well as evidence for other eruptions occurring between the Voyager encounters. Europa displayed a large number of interesting linear features in the low-resolution photos from Voyager 1. At first, scientists believed the features might be deep cracks caused by crustal rifting or tectonic processes. However, the high-resolution photos from Voyager 2, taken closer to Jupiter, left scientists puzzled, as the features in these photos were almost entirely lacking in topographic relief. This led many to suggest that these cracks might be similar to ice flows on Earth, and that Europa might have a liquid water interior. Europa may be internally active due to tidal heating at a level about one-tenth of that of Io, and as a result, the moon is thought to have a thin crust less than 30 kilometers or 19 miles thick of water ice, possibly floating on a 50-kilometer-deep or 30-mile-deep ocean. The average distance of the ocean depth on Earth is approximately 3 miles. 30 miles is astounding. On February 8, 1992, the Ulysses Solar Probe flew past Jupiter's North Pole at a distance of 450,000 kilometers. This swing-by maneuver was required for Ulysses to attain a very high inclination of orbit around the Sun, increasing its inclination to the ecliptic at 80.2 degrees. The giant planet's gravity bent the spacecraft's flight path downward and away from the ecliptic plane, placing it into a final orbit around the sun's north and south poles. The size and shape of the probe's orbit were adjusted to a much smaller degree so that its aphelion remained at approximately 5 AUs 
which is Jupiter's distance from the Sun, while its perihelion lays somewhat beyond 1 AU, which is the Earth's distance from the Sun. During its Jupiter encounter, the probe made measurements of the planet's magnetosphere. Since the probe had no cameras, no images were taken. In February 2004, the probe arrived again at the vicinity of Jupiter. This time, the distance from the planet was much greater, about 240 million kilometers. But it made further observations of Jupiter. In the year 2000, the Cassini probe, en route to Saturn, flew by Jupiter and provided some of the highest resolution images ever taken of the planet. It made its closest approach on December 30th 2000 and made many scientific measurements. About 26,000 images of Jupiter were taken during the month-long flyby. It produced the most detailed global color portrait of Jupiter yet, in which the smallest visible features are approximately 60 kilometers or 37 miles across. A major finding of the flyby announced on March 6, 2003 was of Jupiter's atmospheric circulation. Dark belts alternate with light zones in the atmosphere and the zones with their pale clouds had previously been considered by scientists to be areas of upwelling air, partly because of, on Earth, clouds tend to be formed by rising air. But analysis of Cassini imagery showed that the dark belts contained individual storm cells of upwelling bright white clouds, too small to see from Earth. Scientists from NASA's Goddard Space Institute said that the belts must be the areas of net rising atmospheric motion on Jupiter, so the net motion in the zones has to be shrinking. Other atmospheric observations included a swirling dark oval of high atmospheric haze about the size of the Great Red Spot near Jupiter's North Pole. Infrared imagery revealed aspects of circulation near the poles with bands of globe-encircling winds with adjacent bands moving in opposite directions. The same announcement also discussed the nature of Jupiter's rings. Light scattering by particles in the rings showed the particles were irregularly shaped rather than spherical and likely originated as ejecta from micrometeor impacts on Jupiter's moons, probably on Metis and Drastea. 
on December 19, 2000. The Cassini spacecraft captured a low-resolution image of the moon Himalaya, but it was too distant to show any surface details. The New Horizons probe, en route to Pluto, flew by Jupiter for a gravity assist and was the first probe launched directly towards Jupiter since the Ulysses in 1990. Its long-range reconnaissance imager took its first photographs of Jupiter on September 4, 2006. The spacecraft began further study of the Jovian system in December 2006 and made its closest approach on February 28, 2007. While close to Jupiter, New Horizons instruments made refined measurements of the orbits of Jupiter's inner moons, particularly Almathea. The probe's cameras measured volcanoes on Io, studied all four Galean moons in detail, and made long-distance studies of outer moons, Himalaya and Elra. The craft also studied Jupiter's little red spot and the planet's magnetosphere and tenuous ring system. On March 19, 2007, the command and data handling computer experienced an uncorrectable memory error and rebooted itself, causing the spacecraft to go into safe mode. The craft fully recovered within two days, and some data loss on Jupiter's magnetotail no other data loss events were associated with the encounter. Due to the immense size of the Jupiter system and the relative closeness of the Jovian system to Earth in comparison to the closeness of Pluto to Earth, New Horizons will send back more data to Earth from Jupiter encounter than it will from the prime mission, the Pluto encounter. So far, the only spacecraft to orbit Jupiter is the Galileo Orbiter, which went into orbit around Jupiter on December 7, 1995. It orbited the planet for over seven years, making 35 orbits before it was destroyed during a controlled impact with Jupiter on September 21, 2 2003. During this period, it gathered a large amount of information about the Jovian system, although the amount of information was not as great as intended because the deployment of its high-gain radio transmitting antenna failed.
The major events during the eight-year study included multiple flybys of all the Galean moons, as well as Almathea, the first probe to do so. Its study included multiple... It's also witnessed the impact of comet Shoemaker-Levy 9 as it approached Jupiter in 1994 and the sending of an atmospheric probe into the Jovian atmosphere in December 1995. Cameras on the Galileo spacecraft observed fragments of Shoemaker-Levy 9 comet between July 16th in July 22nd, 1994, as they collided with Jupiter's southern hemisphere at a speed of approximately 60 kilometers per second. This was the first direct observation of an extraterrestrial collision of solar system objects. While the impacts took place on the side of Jupiter hidden from Earth, Galileo, then at a distance of 1.6 AU from the planet Jupiter, was able to see the impacts as they occurred. Its instruments detected a fireball that reached a peak temperature of about 24,000 degrees Kelvin compared to the typical Jovian cloud top temperature of about 130 degrees Kelvin, which, by the way, is negative 143 degrees Celsius. With the plume from this fireball reaching a height of over 3,000 kilometers, An atmospheric probe was released from the spacecraft in July 1995, entering the planet's atmosphere on December 7, 1995. After a high-G descent into the Jovian atmosphere, the probe discarded the remains of its heat shield and parachuted through 150 kilometers of the atmosphere, collecting data for 57.6 minutes before being crushed by the pressure and temperature to which it was subjected. About 22 times Earth's normal at a temperature of 153 degrees Celsius. It would have melted thereafter and possibly vaporized. The Galileo orbiter itself experienced a more rapid version of the same fate when it was deliberately steered into the planet on September 21, 2003, at a speed of over 50 kilometers per second, in order to avoid any possibility of it crashing into and contaminating Europa. Major scientific results of the Galileo mission include the first observations of ammonia clouds in another planet's atmosphere. The atmosphere creates ammonia ice particles 
from materials coming up from lower depths. Confirmation of extensive volcanic activity on Io, which is an astounding hundred times greater than that found on Earth. The heat and frequency of eruptions are reminiscent of early Earth. The observation of complex plasma interactions in Io's atmosphere, which create immense electrical currents that couple to Jupiter's atmosphere, providing evidence for supporting the theory that liquid oceans exist under Europa's icy surface. First detection of a substantial magnetic field around a satellite, that satellite being Ganymede. Magnetic data evidence suggesting that Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto have a liquid saltwater layer under the visible surface. Evidence for a thin atmospheric layer on Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto known as a surface-bound exosphere. Understanding of the formation of the rings of Jupiter by dust kicked up as interplanetary meteoroids which smash into the planet's four small inner moons and observations of two outer rings and the possibility of a separate ring along Almathea's orbit. Identification of the global structure and dynamics of a giant planet's magnetosphere. On December 11, 2013, NASA reported, based on results from Galileo mission, the detection of a clay-like minerals specifically phyllosilicates, often associated with organic materials on the icy crust of Europa moon of Jupiter. The presence of the minerals may have been the result of a collision with an asteroid or comet, according to some scientists. NASA launched a mission called Juno on August 5, 2011 to study Jupiter in details from a polar orbit when it arrives there in 2016. The spacecraft will be placed in a polar orbit to study the planet's composition, gravity field, magnetic field, and polar magnetosphere Juno will also search for clues about how Jupiter formed, including whether the planet has a rocky core, the amount of water present within the deep atmosphere, and how the mass is distributed within the planet. Juno will also study Jupiter's deep winds, which can reach speeds of 600 kilometers per hour. There are also proposed missions by NASA. 
the Europa Clipper is a mission proposed by NASA to focus on studying Jupiter's moon Europa. In March 2013, funds were authorized for pre-formulization and or formulization activities for a mission that meets the science goals outlined for the Jupiter Europa mission in the most recent planetary decadal survey. The proposed mission would be set to launch in the early 2020s and reach Europa after a 6.5-year cruise. The spacecraft would fly by the moon Europa 32 times to minimize radiation damage. There have been canceled missions. Because of the possibility of subsurface liquid oceans on Jupiter moons, Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto, there has been great interest in studying the icy moons in details. Funding difficulties have delayed progress. The Europa Orbiter was a planned NASA mission to Europa, which was canceled in 2002. Its main objectives included determining the presence or absence of a subsurface ocean and identifying candidate sites for future landing missions. Then there was NASA's GEMO, Jupiter's Icy Moons Orbiter, that was canceled in 2005. A European Jovian Europa Orbiter mission was also studied. These missions were preceded by the Europa-Jupiter system mission. The Europa-Jupiter system mission was a joint NASA-European Space Agency proposal for exploration of Jupiter and its moons. In February 2009, it was announced that both space agencies had given the mission priority ahead of the Titan-Saturn system mission. The proposal included a launch date of around 2020 and consists of a NASA-led Jupiter-Europa orbiter and the European Space Agency-led Jupiter-Ganymede orbiter. European Space Agency's contribution had encountered funding competition from other ESA projects. However, the Jupiter-Europa orbiter, NASA's contribution, was considered by the Planetary Decadal Survey to be too expensive. The survey supported a cheaper alternative to the Jupiter-Europa orbiter. In 2012, the European Space Agency selected the Jupiter Icy Moon Explorer, or JUICE, as its first large mission, replacing the EJSM, the Jupiter-Ganymede orbiter. The partnership for the Europa-Jupiter system mission has since ended.
But NASA will continue to contribute to their European mission with hardware and instrumentation. While scientists require further evidence to determine the extent of a rocky core on Jupiter, its Galilean moons provide the potential opportunity for future manned exploration. Particular targets are Europa, due to its potential for life, and Callisto, due to its relatively low radiation dose. In 2003, NASA proposed a program called Human Outer Planets Exploration, also known as HOPE, that involved a manned mission to the Galilean moons. NASA has projected a possible attempt sometime in the 2040s for this mission. In the Vision for Space Exploration Policy announced in January 2004, NASA has discussed a manned mission beyond Mars, mentioning that a human research presence may be desirable on Jupiter's moons. Before the Jupiter IO mission was canceled, NASA Administrator Sean O'Keefe stated that human explorers will someday follow. NASA has speculated the feasibility of mining atmospheres of the outer planets, particularly for helium-3, an isotope of helium that is rare on Earth and could have a very high value per unit mass as thermonuclear fuel. Factories stationed in orbit could mine the gas and deliver it to visiting craft. However, the Jovian system in general poses particular disadvantages for colonization because of the severe radiation conditions prevailing in Jupiter's magnetosphere and the planet's particularly deep gravitational well. Jupiter would deliver about 3,600 rem per day to unshielded colonists at Io and about 540 rems per day to unshielded colonists at Europa, which is a decisive aspect due to the fact that already an exposure of about 100 rem over a period of few days is enough to cause radiation poisoning. And about 500 rem over a few days is fatal. Ganymede is the solar system's largest moon and the solar system's only yet known moon that has a magnetosphere. But this does not shield it from cosmic radiation to a noteworthy degree because it is overshadowed by Jupiter's 
magnetic field. Ganymede receives about 8 rems of radiation per day. Callisto is further from Jupiter's strong radiation belt and is subject to only 1 rem per day. It could be possible to build a surface base that would produce fuel for a further exploration of the solar system. In 1997, scientists proposed a plan designed to colonize Europa. According to this plan, explorers would drill down into the European ice crust, entering the surf subsurface ocean, where they would survive against the radiation. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet? Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.